Welcome to Speaking of Grace, the weekly message podcast from the Whole Life Church in Orlando, Florida. We're a multi-ethnic, multicultural, and multi-generational congregation committed to our mission of loving people into a lifelong friendship with God. We are committed to our vision of being a church without walls, fully engaged in serving the people of our community. Thank you for joining us as we continue Speaking of Grace. because it's kind of embarrassing, but that's definitely me. A more accurate picture of me right now, though, is probably this one here. Yeah, the one who looks awkward, is struggling, and just generally does not know what's going on, and just notice the look of panic on its face. Yeah, that's definitely me. That's me because exactly one week from today, I'm going to graduate high school, and I'm literally going to get kicked out of my nest. (laughs) High school is going to say, we've done all we can for you. Thanks for coming. Now get out. Now, they won't say it quite like that, and I'll get a nice little diploma and a lot of lifelong memories and friendships, but that's the general gist of it, is we've taught you all we can, and now it's time for you to move on. And that's scary. I have gone to Forest Lake Academy all four years. I know that place. I know all my teachers. I know the ins and outs of campus. And I know exactly who I'm going to be sitting with every day at lunch. Life is predictable. I got comfortable. But now that those four years are up, I'm going to lose that comfort, that security. Because when I go up to Tennessee in August, I am not going to know my professors at first. And they are not going to know me. I won't know all the places around campus, and I'll probably get lost in the first couple weeks. And I am going to have no idea who to sit with at lunch. I have a huge transition coming up, and there are a lot of scary things that come with it. There are a lot of sides to this transition that I'm getting ready to go through. In a lot of ways, I'm kind of freaking out. I have a lot of things to consider in the coming months, and my life is going to look a lot different in four years than it does now. So I'm sure most of you adults probably remember how you uh, felt when you first went off to college. But just to refresh your memories, I asked some other senior friends of mine to share what they're most scared of as they face this transition to college. So the first answer I got was, it's definitely going to be living on my own and finding out where all my classes are on a huge campus. This is one that a lot of seniors can relate to right now. Even if some of us say we're ready and excited to live on our own, it's still going to be a huge change. Most of us have lived with our parents our whole lives, and some of us have even lived in the same house all 18 years. I'm planning to live in the dorms in the fall, and that in itself is going to be a huge change. I'm going to have to learn to live with a roommate, figure out how to keep track of my room key, and actually do my own laundry. (laughs) And the second part of my friend's concern is super real, too. Like I said earlier, it's really difficult to have no idea where you're going for class. One of my biggest fears right now is actually getting lost on the first day and showing up to class 10 minutes late. That would be mortifying. So yeah, living alone and on a huge campus is definitely a big fear. 
The second response I got from a different friend of mine was not knowing whether you will be financially set after everything is said and done. When I first read this response, I thought, wow, that's intense. (laughs) Right now, finances aren't really something I think about. I don't mean to sound spoiled or ignorant, but it's just something my parents kind of take care of. But my friend is absolutely right. Making smart financial decisions is part of growing up and becoming an adult, making a budget, planning for the future, taking responsibility for my money. Those are changes that I'm going to have to get used to. I'm going to have to transition from being a kid dependent on their parents to a fully independent adult who makes their own decisions. The last response I got is from a friend of mine who has really struggled in deciding what to do after high school. The scariest thing for me is not knowing what I want to do and if it's where God is leading me. This response is probably the one I relate to the most. For most young people, this is the scariest part about going off to college, having to make the monumental decision of what to do with the rest of your life. So there are a lot of parts to this transition from high school to college. There are a lot of scary decisions to make and tons of things to think about. But something I've realized that a lot of us forget is that these crazy transitions aren't necessarily things that pop out of nowhere that we're completely unprepared for. They may be unexpected at times, but that doesn't mean we're unprepared for them. Because while it may be a surprise for us, it's not a surprise to God. Think of it this way. God knows you're going to have this huge transition at this period of your life. And because of that, He's going to give you this piece of advice here and teach you this life lesson here and have you go through this weird thing here, all to prepare you for a huge transition that's yet to come. And I think that's how we need to start looking at change. Instead of being scared of it, we need to recognize that God has prepared us for it based on the things we've already gone through. And we can take absolute comfort in knowing that God isn't going to leave at the first sign of trouble. He doesn't say, ouch, that change looks kind of difficult. Good luck with that, and then leave. (laughs) He stays with us through the duration of our adjustment periods. As it says in Joshua, we need to be strong and courageous, to not be afraid and not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will go with you wherever you go. Today, I'm going to share a couple of stories of how I believe God has helped prepare me for my upcoming transition to college. My first story happened quite a few years ago, and if I'm honest, I probably don't remember it that well, but I was only four years old, so I think it's understandable. So to give a bit of background for this story, my dad is Honduran, and he really wanted my brother and me to learn Spanish, and he figured that the best way to do that was through immersion. So instead of doing what a normal parent would do and hire a Spanish tutor, have us do uh, Duolingo classes, he sent us over to school in Spain. I was four years old. I didn't know any Spanish. (laughs) Nevertheless, a four-year-old has no say in what they do and don't do. So I boarded a plane with my dad and my brother. So the way this whole thing worked was that we would leave our school here two months early and we would go over to an Adventist elementary school in Segundo, Spain for the last two months of their school. Honestly, I'm still a little confused as to how we got away with missing two months out of the year for like six years here, but it kind of worked out. So I'm not going to question it too much. 
So while I don't remember our first few days there, I definitely remember the first day of school. First days are terrifying enough, but add in the fact that I was in a different country, didn't speak the language, and didn't know anyone, yeah, I was definitely terrified. When we got to school, the first difference I noticed was the rocks. There were rocks everywhere. This may sound kind of lame, but as a kid who's only grown up in Florida her whole life, I had never seen so many rocks. And there was no grass anywhere. It was crazy. So the pre-K building was on top of this hill, and that's the second difference. The whole school was basically on the side of a mountain. Another thing you never see in Florida. But my dad and I start walking up this hill on our way to the pre-K building. And all I'm thinking is that my dad is crazy. What am I doing here? I could be back home practicing to be one of the sheep in Miss Huda's class play. But instead, here I am about to walk into a classroom full of kids I don't know who don't speak English and probably won't even like me. But again, four-year-olds have no say in what they do. So I kept walking up the hill. Plus, my dad isn't really one to give into tantrums, so that probably wouldn't have worked anyway. So there we are, almost at the top of the hill, and there I am, still panicking. Eventually, we get to the door. The big green door with little cutout handprints that's going to determine how the next two life or two months of my life are going to go. My dad leans down, grabs my shoulders, and says, you'll do great, then opens the door. My first thought when I look into the classroom is, huh? We must be in the wrong room. This isn't a preschool. This is a group of painters in training. I was so confused because every single kid in that room was wearing one of these. I thought it was a painter's smock. We don't wear these in preschools in America, at least not in mine. So I was really confused. And right as I started panicking, because maybe my dad secretly enrolled me in some Spanish art school, a tall lady wearing the same smock comes up to me and crouches down. She must have tried to say something comforting, but I didn't understand any Spanish, so I have no idea what she was trying to say. But there was no way this was going to be my life for the next two months. I started clinging to my dad's hand just a little bit harder. There was no way he was just going to leave me here, right? He was just talking to the teacher to say this was all some huge mistake, and we were going to board the plane straight home back to my mom. That's the other thing. I went over to Spain and my mom didn't come with me. She doesn't speak any Spanish and she couldn't take that much time off work. So she stayed here while the three of us went over there. So I was in a new school. I didn't speak or really even understand Spanish. I didn't know anyone. And to top it off, it was the first time I had been without my mom. I could feel the tears start coming. But then right as it couldn't get any worse... I felt my dad start loosening his grip on my hand. He was trying to leave. He was trying to abandon me here with all these weird Spanish-speaking painters who played with rocks and didn't have grass. How was I supposed to survive? (sighs) After quite a bit of prodding and a boatload of tears, my teacher was able to pry me away from my dad, and he was able to make his escape. And that left me to the sharks. 
The rest of the day is honestly kind of a blur for me, but I asked my dad about it and he said I came home crying every single day after school and he got reports from my teacher saying I wouldn't eat anything at lunch. (laughs) Now, before you go thinking it was child abuse, it did get better after a while. I somehow got to know a few people from school and it got just a little more bearable. I still missed my mom and my friends back home, but the tears went away. Slowly but surely, the Spanish kids got used to having the American girl there. I even started playing with the rocks during recess. Turns out the reasons for the smock is because your clothes can get really dusty when you're playing with rocks all day. After a while, I got used to school there. It was hard at first, but I eventually got used to being one of the kids in the smocks. Looking back, I'm actually thankful for the craziness my dad put me through at four years old. Because of that experience, I learned Spanish, I got to experience a different culture, and I even made a few lifelong friends who I still talk to today. I didn't see it then, mostly because I was four years old, but that really hard and awkward transition time ended up being one of the best things I've ever done. Funny little side note, when I came home, I forgot how to speak English. I couldn't even understand my mom. She was heartbroken. (laughs) But it wasn't just the friendly people who helped me get through it. It was God too. That experience could have easily gone the other way. I could have hated those whole two months and gone home crying every single day. But God didn't let that happen. He helped me through the transition when I didn't have my mom. He helped me through it when I didn't understand the language. In Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19, it says, Remember not the former things, nor the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I was doing a completely new thing, and it was a huge change. But God made a way for me. He knew that somehow those tears and that experience would be worth it for me later on and that they would help me in some way later in the future. My second story is one that happened a little more recently and actually in this very building on the third floor. So like the last point on the slides, this story has to do with figuring out what career I want to have. For the longest time, I knew exactly what I was going to do. If you had asked an eight-year-old Adana, she would have confidently said that she was going to go to Hollywood to become an actress. I was 100% committed to this dream. I was going to be in all the latest movies and TV shows, and I was going to be famous around the world. I was absolutely thrilled with my plan. My parents, though, (laughs) not so much. With a bit of negotiating and a lot of growing up, my dream job shifted from being an actress to being a neurosurgeon. Similar, right? But (laughs) that was my new plan. I was going to save lives in the coolest way ever. But when I got to sixth grade, I realized that brains are kind of gross and maybe I didn't want to be digging into people's heads all day. So I decided I'd still be a doctor, but I didn't know what kind. So this picture is hanging in my living room in a massive picture frame. Some of you may have seen it before, whether it be at the hospital across the street or in random magazines over the years. Um, But this is my grandfather, Dr. Jack Facundus. And he was a pediatrician back in the day. And from what I've heard, he was pretty good at his job. Both patients and parents loved him. So I figured, why not become a pediatrician? Someone has to carry the family legacy, right? 
and I like kids enough, so that was the new plan. Then my sophomore year of high school, I took a class called health science. The class, as the name implies, taught us all about health and the body. We studied body systems, memorized terms, and I learned a lot in class. The most important thing I learned, though, was that I probably didn't want to pursue a career in healthcare. <laughs> the class helped me, just probably not in the way it was supposed to. But even though I figured out that that wasn't really what I wanted to do with my life, it was hard to let that dream go. It was the career I thought I would go into for a good chunk of my life. So when I realized it wasn't necessarily something that lined up with my interests anymore, I got really discouraged. What's worse, though, is that I felt it was the career God really wanted me to do. I felt like I was disappointing God in a way because I didn't like what I felt he was calling me to. Because of that, I didn't throw the idea away completely. I just put it on the back burner. Around the same time this realization happened, there was another career that I started to get interested in. It wasn't one I immediately wanted to change to, but I was just curious to learn more about it. This new and interesting career uh, was becoming a lawyer. So I had a choice to make. Do I choose the career I felt God wanted me to do, even if it wouldn't necessarily be the most fulfilling? Or did I go against what I thought he wanted and pursue something I was interested in? It was a big decision to make. And I came up with an absolutely foolproof way to choose the right path. I left the decision up to the weather. I prayed and I told God that if it rained the next day, I would be a lawyer. And if it didn't, I would be a doctor. I thought this would be the perfect way for God to talk to me and send me a sign. Despite that belief, it didn't stop me from being just a little bit disappointed when it didn't rain the next day. Nevertheless, I knew that was my sign, so I started mentally getting ready for years of medical school. It was hard to let the curiosity of becoming a lawyer go, but I figured this was God speaking to me, and that was the end of it. Little did I know, he would send another sign the very next day. The morning after the little rain experiment happened to be a Saturday. Like any other Sabbath, I got up, got dressed for church, and came to Sabbath school. I walked into class that day, grabbed my bagel, and sat down. A couple of minutes later, one of our high school leaders went up and said that class was going to be just a little bit different that day. Instead of having a normal lesson and discussion, we were going to have a few college and post-college kids come up and talk to us about what college was going to be like. If I'm honest, I wasn't expecting a whole lot. At that point, I had sat through quite a few what is college going to be like talks, and they were all basically said the same thing. Get involved, study hard, make good friends, the usual stuff. Nevertheless, I like to think I'm a fairly respectful person, so I paid attention. As I thought, after their introductions, they gave the usual advice about what to do when you get to college. It was a decent discussion, and people had some pretty good questions during the Q&A, but I felt like there was still more I could learn from this particular group of people. After class was over, I went up to the group, and I told them about my predicament. I explained how I had been trying to decide between these two options for a while, but nothing was becoming clear. At first, their response was that I had a lot of time to decide, which was a fair point. This was back in junior year, so I still had quite a bit of time before I really needed to decide. However, I'm someone who likes to have a plan, so not being sure was really stressing me out. 
And stressed was the perfect way to describe how I had been feeling for a while. I was just so scared of choosing the wrong thing and thus failing. What if I choose to be a doctor and fail out of my third year? What if I get to my first job at a firm and realize this isn't the environment I want to be in? I was convinced that if I made the wrong choice, I would look back in 20 years and regret everything. I remember telling the Sabbath school group that I wasn't 100% sure that I wanted to be an attorney, but that it was just something I was really curious about. The response I received was sometimes just being curious is God's way of guiding you to that. As soon as I heard those words, I just felt calm. I felt like the puzzle had been solved. That answer I got made me feel like God was telling me, it's okay if that's what you want to do. I can use you wherever you end up. This is a conversation I believe really changed my life. In my heart of hearts, I really think God sent those six people to class that day. I believe he guided them to me at that moment to help me make a decision that would prepare me for the transition I'm facing now. Receiving that answer that day made me feel like I was ready for college. I felt like I was ready to face this huge change because I knew where I was going. Both of the stories I shared today show how your past experiences can help prepare you for your future transitions. Four-year-old Adana might not have known that she was helping 18-year-old Adana by conquering a new school, but she was. If I've done it once, I can do it again. And when I was trying to figure out what career to pick, I learned that God really does send, give us signs through other people. If we really listen to those around us, they can be God's voice to us that helps lead us through our transitional times. Our class verse this year is Isaiah 30, 21. One of the speakers in the series has already used this verse, but it's good enough to be used twice. So here it is. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. As someone who is facing a huge transition, this is something I hope to keep in mind. No matter where I end up going in the next four years and what I end up doing, as long as I can still hear God's voice behind me, I know I'm going in the right direction. And when it comes to transitions, my limited life experience has taught me two things. Remember that God has gotten you through a lot already, and he will help you through this transition too. And remember to listen to other people because they can help guide you when your life is changing. This is me. I'm still a baby bird. The next few months are going to be awkward and it's going to be hard to learn to fly. But this can be me in the future. If I listen to supportive people and remember that God has gotten me through so many things before, I'll be soaring in no time. Hi, this is Randy McGray, podcast producer and host here at Whole Life Church. Loving people into a lifelong friendship with God is our mission at the Whole Life Church, and our podcasts, Speaking of Grace, and its companion, 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff, are designed to help facilitate conversations that help us grow together in that pursuit. Now that you've heard the message for this week, don't forget to check out the Whole Life Takeaways for this message. Swipe up in today's show notes and join the conversation. Speaking of conversations, each Wednesday morning we take a closer look at the week's message. That's right, the one you just listened to. 
we discuss practical ways to apply spiritual lessons and ask honest questions about the issues we face as Christians. All focused through the lens of grace. Your voice is a welcomed addition to that conversation. We encourage your thoughts and your questions by sending a voicemail or text to 407-965-1607 or send an email to podcast at wholelife.church. You can find everything podcast-related on our website, wholelife.church slash podcast. And plan on spending every Tuesday evening and Wednesday morning with us as we bring you the Whole Life Church inspiration you love straight into your headphones. Thanks for listening, and have a great week. 